your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Uh, here's something uh, from the uh, draft, not draft portal, from the college football portal that will make you shake your head. Kind of feels like a draft. It does. Well, yeah. no, teams don't get to pick. It feels they like get to pick them. Free agency, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels mm-hmm. like. Um, I don't know if you remember this name or not. You might. Uh, he played at Oklahoma. His name is Austin Stogner. He was a tight end. Sounds slightly familiar. slightly familiar. Okay. So he transferred from Oklahoma to South Carolina, much like their quarterback, Spencer Rattler, did. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. At South Carolina this past year, he started 10 of the 12 games. Okay. So okay. Got, got, got to play. 20 passes, 210 yards, caught a touchdown. His best season at Oklahoma was in 2020. Caught 26 passes for 422 yards and three touchdowns. Mr. Stogner is going back to Oklahoma as a grad transfer. That's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good God. I saw one. Uh, I, you, uh, I've already told you, you have one of those on campus already. Drew Woodcox with a baseball team left after his freshman year, went to Rice, mm-hmm. now played a year at Rice, and he's back with the Red Raider baseball team this year. Okay. Yeah. Is that uh can he is he a, can he make a make a hand for you? Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah, he's okay. a good hitter. Okay. I'm thinking they're gonna move him to the outfield whereas previously he was an infielder, but yeah. I um and I can't remember who the, the player was. I I just I saw it this morning was always it seems crazy though, doesn't it? That an any yes. player would leave one program yes. and then, Yes. And then, and then come back. Come back. I, I, you think those would be bridges that would be burned, but you can clearly see that sometimes they're. It's not like it's um, one's angry with the other, or maybe they just say, "Hey, there's not really a spot for me to mm-hmm. play here. I can go somewhere else and play." And then later on, they, you know, after a year, they're like, "Well, there is a spot now," <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so that things change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, or, or maybe I, I guess maybe you realize that the grass isn't greener sure so i guess what that tells me about him and also you know the kid from south carolina now to back to oklahoma is that they didn't burn bridges on their way out that they handled it professionally i would guess so yeah you know so i mean that to me that speaks that speaks well for them that they otherwise neither side would probably be interested yeah i mean these are Aren't, these aren't difference-making guys, right, that's going to lead you to a conference or a national championship. I mean, you never know. But yeah, I, we just don't know. But, I mean, I, but the, my point is, and I think your point is, is that there's plenty of people that can help you that would be in the portal that you wouldn't have to go back to a guy that right. you've already had mm-hmm. if, if he or she had left you in, you know, high and dry, so to speak. Um, I can't remember who the player was, but he... This guy was, uh, he's a running back leaving Oklahoma, and he thanked OU fans and Vol fans. He was like, a Sooner and Vol for life. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's leaving He's leaving the team early and won't play in the bowl game. And I don't know. I, 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 guess, we're, I guess for me at this point in time that 
well, okay, name, image, and likeness. I get it. These guys have an opportunity to make some extra money. Um, college sports has, has been a big business for quite some time, uh, especially over the last you know, 20 years with the explosion of television dollars. And, and really, you could say, mm-hmm. maybe even going back to you know, the start of, start of the 2000s. So let's just say over the last 28 to 30 years. Because really in 1999, when Spike Dykes left here as the head football coach, they had like one computer in the football office. And while the head coach was, was paid a nice salary, it wasn't this life-changing generational wealth um, that college football coaches are experiencing and basketball coaches are experiencing today. Okay? Mm-hmm. It, just, it just wasn't. Um, and, and your, your budget for your athletic department was in the, you know, 12 to $15 million range, certainly under 20. And they were playing these games against other teams. It's all well documented to help raise money for the, for the athletic program, much like mid-major or even, you know, FBS schools do now, um, to, to help fund their athletic departments. Okay. So it just. It just seems to me that these athletes today are going to be and maybe should be treated a little bit differently than those because they are being paid to play. And there is a, I think, different level of obligation. And while I understand that the risk of injury is always there, I just feel like that there should be some kind of penalty or consequence. Penalty is too strong a word. Consequence, I think, is a better, better word. Financial consequence if they don't fulfill their bowl obligation? Um, well, first off, you're, you called it pay for play, which um, we know is accurate, but it's not the university right. where they hold their obligation. I, I understand. We kind of feel like it's to the athletic department or the, the university, not the people who are paying them. Yeah, I, those are, I, those it, are separate deals. I like, know they're I, separate, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very um, close tied. Let's... I I don't think anybody would disagree with you, Chuck. But I I don't think anybody is. It's not going to happen. That way. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean it, it's it's. <clears throat> I don't think they feel like they have to. Um, I don't think they feel obligated. I don't feel like it's something they feel they have to do. Um, I don't think anybody's going to hold them accountable for that. Uh, I don't think anybody who's given them this money for I mean it's a joke to even use the term NIL because it's not it's not name image likeness it's just here if you play we'll pay you um I don't think anybody that's giving them that money is going to say hey if you don't play in the bowl game you owe us this amount back Mm -hmm. I just I just don't think that's gonna happen yeah no it's very altruistic of me well, that, I mean, to think a, that way. I think that we all would like that, but mm-hmm. I, and nobody's going to hold them accountable to that. I mean, we it's just not what we do anymore. It's just yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, somebody's saying Austin. So he left a different coaching staff at OU than they have now. Well, there's some guys that are still there, but what I I I understand your point. Uh, the baseball players coming back at the same staff he left. That is very true. Yep. That, 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 is, that is very true. And that's true about Stogner. I didn't, I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I didn't either. But mm-hmm. just thinking about going back to the school and and maybe there are guys that were there before. He didn't like them. Whatever. 
Uh, somebody wants to know if Donovan Smith's going to play in the bowl game. No, no. I think, I think if he's not in the portal, he will be on Wednesday. And the only reason he wouldn't be today or on Tuesday is because it's about three grand in compensation that's coming to him if he's if he's still in school on Tuesday. Although he does run a risk of maybe losing a roster spot. Well, let's be face it. There's there's a lot of behind the scenes uh, conversation that goes on as well. You would, uh, you would think he's on, already talking. Yeah, other on all different kinds of sides of people. All right. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. still play a lot though and also bringing some humor to your day I, I just don't want to disappoint you I just as much as I disappoint you I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app today is December the 9th 2022 here is Jeff McGuire with the Stay in Sports History I'm going to start in 1925 because the AL extended Brad Johnson's contract to 1935 and a raise to $40,000. Okay. 1935. The very first Heisman Trophy was awarded. Jay Burwagner, Chicago halfback. 1949. NFL merges with the AAFC. They would get the Cleveland Browns, San Francisco 49ers, Baltimore Colts. I'll join the league intact. Other teams in New York and Los Angeles are merged with existing units. 1965, Frank Robinson is traded from Cincinnati to Baltimore. 1984, L.A. Ram Eric Dickerson rushes for 215 yards for a season record 2,105. A year later, in 85, San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Jerry Rice begins an NFL streak of 274 consecutive games with a reception in a 27-20 loss to the Rams at Candlestick Park. Hmm. 274 straight games where he caught a ball. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. This just in, Jerry Rice was pretty good. <laughs> 1992, Cincinnati Reds owner Marge Schott apologizes for racist remarks. Yeah, it was a little too mm. late. Mm. A, a lot too late. And th- a lot too little. 2013, Major League Baseball pitcher Roy Halladay announces his retirement due to persistent back injuries. It is National Pastry Day. Okay. Pastry sounds good. Sure. Sure. Happy birthday to WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angles, 54. Donnie Osmond, 65. Felicity Huffman is 60. Dick Buckus is 80. And Judy Dench is 88. And on this day in 1979, a commission of scientists declare that smallpox has been eradicated. Mm. The disease, which carries around a 30% chance of death for those who contract, who contract it, is the only infectious disease ailing humans that has been officially eradicated. And that is this day in sports history.
I wish I had said his name before I Googled it because I was right. At one point in time, the NFL record for catching passes in consecutive games was 127, and uh, that was uh, Harold Carmichael. Played for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and uh, was uh, with the Eagles in 1980 when they when they played in a Super Bowl. He is a Hall of Famer, uh, and he played a little bit for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so, anyway, I mean he he finished his career with 590 receptions, 8,985 yards. I'm not saying that that's pedestrian, but by today's standards, that would be sure is, that would right. be not very much. Mm-hmm. But in those right. days. Mm-hmm. Especially playing for um, an NFC team, um, that's those were big numbers. And he was he was a tall, lanky guy who just always had a knack for catching the football. So, but when you hear the, the Jerry Rice number, you just go, "Oh my God, that's just uh, that's just unbelievable." Um, Six fifty one this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t dot com for that, or the mobile app. Benchmark Hotline is open as well at uh, 806-771-0973. College basketball last night. Uh, we, we talked just a little bit yesterday. We have not expanded on m- many of the other Big 12 teams other than saying, mm, they're off to a good start, or mm, maybe they're better than what we thought they were, or something along those lines. Number 20, Iowa State, last night, lost at uh, Hawkeye Carver Arena, 75-56 to 56 to Iowa. Okay. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if Iowa was any good or not, but uh, we had kind of like, oh, had, we had taken notice of Iowa State. Iowa now 7-2 and two on the season. Okay. Okay. Uh, also last night, Ohio. 5-0 and oh at home. Okay. Yeah, so a decent team. A decent team. Yeah. Um, and, and we know this, you know, Iowa State, I mean, they always seem to have good teams. 7-2 uh, and two are the Hawkeye or the uh, – Cyclones you know, now. Cycloners had yeah. a rough first half. Got outscored forty to twenty. Forty to twenty. Yeah, that'll. Mm-hmm. It'll be. It's hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. But you scored thirty six in the second half. That's respectable. But you still, you still lose by uh, nineteen points. Uh, also last night, Ohio State beat Rutgers sixty seven sixty six on a last second shot. That shouldn't have counted. That should not have counted. Because the pass right before the shot, and the guy was out of bounds. Clearly out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so we do have some uh, some games in the Big 12 tonight. Or, I'm sorry, tomorrow in the Big 12. Number two, Texas plays host to Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, number nine, Arkansas hosts Oklahoma. Uh, Six-ranked Kansas plays at Missouri. Uh, they, not, those two have not played at Missouri in quite some time. Um, West Virginia plays host to UAB. And number 24, TCU plays, I guess, crosstown rival SMU. I don't know who considers whom a rival there. Would SMU consider TCU more of a rival or TCU more SMU of a rival? I would definitely consider them rivals. Yeah, I would too. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that's tomorrow. That's an 8 o'clock tip-off. It's SMU tomorrow. And there's a bunch of Sunday games this week too in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Oklahoma State and Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. K-State and Incarnate Word, and Iowa State's back at it. Against McNeese. Yes, all right, just before 7, we'll uh, talk some tech football. Apparently I'm... those kids aren't taking finals. <laughs> well, maybe those are all online. I don't know. Um, I've got so, I've got a couple of more tidbits for you uh, to pass along for this weekend's parties. And certainly 
you want to be staying tuned for that. And if you have uh, something you'd like to weigh in on, you certainly can. Hit us up this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double97.3.com for that. It's also uh, former Bonanza star and uh, O'Donnell resident Dan Blocker's birthday today. Which he's no longer with us, but Haas would have been 94 today. Bonanza. You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. It's, yeah, was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean, <laughs> hear the show live weekday mornings at six on Double T ninety seven three or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. I uh, have had many an open fire. I don't think I've ever had chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I wonder what that would smell like. Think that would be a good thing? You think I, I think it would smell good. Maybe get some chestnuts, you know, and uh, put it on the fire at the the casa. See what it see if it uh, filled the room with some aroma. I have a feeling if I did that, <coughs> you, it, uh, it would stink up the place, and then I would be in trouble. You start a fire pretty often over there? No, not real often. I mean, I mean occasionally. I mean, like a real fire. I mean, I don't I'm just. <laughs> you don't mean the Dura flames? Is that what you mean? No, I meant like you just starting a fire like you sometimes like to do and then just walk away i've been known to do that at my own house sure yeah you you know create some kind of chaos and then just oh hey i gotta go gotta gotta run to the station maybe starting a fire when you come out in one of your skimpy outfits i don't even know that i know what specific chestnuts look like right i mean do you can you get them at the store i mean can you go down to the store and say, hey, I'd like some... Think about having uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire tonight. Uh, so what you, aisle would that be in? You roast them to eat them? It's not for the smell? I assume? And they're better oh, roasted than I just guess, plain, I guess? I guess. Okay. I guess. I didn't, I didn't know that. All right. Well, they look yeah. like they're pretty much like a normal nut. So. Yeah. But it's, so, I mean, I don't care for nuts, so I don't... I would be more after the aroma than I would anything else. I'm a big fan. Jeff, do you have a opinion? My brownies, on my candy bars, my cake, whatever. Put nuts in it. Night King Cole sings it well. <laughs> That's what I have to add to the conversation. Okay. I have never been around nor had a chestnut. Me neither. That's I was just again. I was just curious. For However, Nat King Cole sings it well. He does sing it well. Right. Right. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. And as a matter of fact, this was what I wanted to talk about, and I have it in my hand. Uh, this is the question from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Can you all quickly talk about Texas Tech and the Big 12 wanting the Attorney General to block their communication on the Texas Christian game? Keep seeing posts about it, but no details. Sorry if you've already discussed it. Well, we haven't really discussed it. We've, co- we've commented on it a couple of times, but there's a new article in today's AJ, Jamie, about this. Okay. So now an attorney for the Big 12 uh, is also uh, asking the Texas Attorney General, that's Ken Paxton, 
to keep uh, from release communication that occurred between Texas Tech and the Big 12 with regard to the Texas Tech game on November 5th against TCU. Uh, The Avalanche Journal, according to this Don Williams article, sent uh, an open records request to Texas Tech on November 8th. It's quite common, you know, if things when things take place. Many media outlets do this quite frequently. Uh, looking for communication that was sent to or received from the Big 12 office by Kirby Hocutt, uh, Deputy Athletic Director Tony Hernandez, Coach Joy McGuire, and football staff member Harrison Hanna between November 4th and November 8th. Um... And so, so far, um, according to this article, Jessica Presnall, she is a vice president for legal affairs and compliance, wrote an email to the attorney general and she termed it the substance of the documents containing the exchanges in question. Uh, Subheads are not redacted, but with regard to the case, uh, confidentiality of certain commercial information Here's the quote. The Big 12's marketplace interests are at risk. Disclosing information poses a specific threat of actual harm. Each of the subheads is then followed by blocks of redacted material. Um, Now, during his press conference after the TCU game, Coach McGuire said that in quite a few plays, uh, close to 12, uh, had been sent in for review. He also which says, is normal. Which is which maybe, is normal. maybe the number. Maybe the number is the number, higher than the number is higher than normal. Yeah, but, but it's, it's normal that they send them yeah. into the Big Twelve yeah. to say, "Hey." And some of the plays they just want an explanation on. Some of the plays they had a question of whether this was the right call, so that they know how to work with the right. And some of it's like, "Hey, we want you to do something about this official that's terrible." Right. Yeah. So you, maybe it's they feel like that they could be. Um, that this could come back to them in future games if this was found out that they were basically blackballing this official or that they had reason to believe that this official was a bad official or made bad calls or was out of out of and, and who knows I, I it just it's very it's very curious to me on on this it's quite common for you know entities uh, to say no we we don't feel like we should have to give up that information and we're going to seek an opinion from the attorney general but now the Big 12's involved, too, which makes it interesting. Big 12 is involved, but still on the side of Texas Tech. Yes, right. right. They don't mm-hmm. want the information mm-hmm. released. Yeah, they don't want the information released. I really have no idea. It seems to me like it would be something bigger than what you just talked about of, oh, we don't want that official to not like us. Um, because, man, I, the, I, you're going to tell me that a school is going to send in complaints to the Big 12, and that official's not going to know, well, Texas Tech complained about six of my calls, surely they're going to know. Right. right. So Otherwise, the Big 12, if not, the Big 12's not doing their job. Yeah. Okay, of saying, hey, these six calls were wrong. Why were they, what did you do here? What, mm-hmm. what were you thinking here? You know. Um, but when they say things, when she, when she responds saying, uh, disclosing information poses a threat of actual harm, okay, is that... That's why this this sounds way bigger than that. Yeah. Okay. Way way bigger than some official is gonna not like us anymore. Yeah. So. And I have no clue what it is. I'll be just 
completely Me honest neither. with you. I have no idea. Me neither. No but, idea. Uh, it's it's been in the paper a couple of times, and uh, it was in there this morning. And do you think information like that when the Big Twelve, when Texas Tech sends something to the Big Twelve, do you, do you think that should be public? I think I think there are times when universities or or people within public entities should be allowed to conduct their business without us knowing everything until it's been fully adjudicated, uh, or uh, without us knowing at all. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Without, I don't know that we need to know every without single the public or without thing. the media knowing. Yeah. yeah. It feels like they're two. It's it's a business entity and they're doing their business. Texas Tech is the Big Twelve is and they they're partners together and all that good stuff and it just doesn't feel like that should have to be you know Public. out there for everybody yeah. publicly yeah yeah I, I think if it was if, if it was something nefarious or if it was misuse of funds or something along those lines okay that might be it might be something illegal might be something completely different right mm -hmm. but I don't know what the it just this this just seems bizarre to me I can't imagine what conversation via text because this is all written out could happen that would keep anyone up at night <laughs> you know what i mean like they sent in plays they got a response happens every week every week right yes the response could have been blank you these were fine it's not going to keep me up at night yeah some, some something Something's going on there. Yeah, it's just uh, like I said. Just it just seemed uh, just seems a little bizarre to me. But who knows? I mean, Watergate started because a couple of journalists were curious and kept after it and kept after it and kept after it. And I I, I get that that's kind of their job. But at the, on the other hand, it's like okay, why why is this so important? So is this now Callgate? No, not to be confused no. with Colgate, which no. is a toothpaste. No, it's a I university. Just, I just uh, Hamilton, New York. I mean, it, it, it makes me curious. Okay, it makes me wonder. Your morning blend of sports. K State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their thirty-seven, thirty-four overtime win over number twenty-two. Texas and humor. Sure to tell them that you you suggested that, <laughs> and of course they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live weekdays from six to nine on Double T ninety seven three FM or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T ninety seven three is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. I feel like we've had a good week of questions. I feel like that we've done a decent job of uh, of answering them. But what do you got for us today? Okay, Jeff's playing the Christmas music this mm -hmm. week, so mm -hmm. I want to get in the Christmas spirit here. Okay. It's the giving season. Sure. So, you know, we were kind of serious with the first four questions. Okay. I'll get a little loosey-goosey with oh, this one. I think that's our skill set. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm nervous because you're going to ask me some Lucy goosey question, and I don't know if I've got Lucy goosey answers. Okay. All right. Well, um, we're going to pick two mm -hmm. Red Raider head coaches, mm -hmm. uh, Coach Joey McGuire and Coach Mark Adams. Okay. And I'm going to uh, tell you, uh, you get to buy them Christmas presents. What are you giving? <laughs> what are you giving Joey McGuire and 
Mark Adams. It doesn't have to be a real president. It can be something, you know, like you could say, 100% health for your football team at the quarterback position oh, next okay. year or okay. what, whatever. Okay. okay. So what, what what are you giving them? I was thinking about giving them, first giving them each a supplemental gift of a radio that is only tuned to double T 97.3 or 100.7 the score with our, with a, a digital readout of our uh, listing lineup for their perusal. Mm, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. That'd be one thing that I would really like to give them. That would be the, um, equal to like when, uh, you opened up socks for Christmas mm. as a kid. Really? Socks? Socks. See, so you laughed the first year I didn't get socks for Christmas. I was at the store the next day buying socks. Um, you know, last year for our white elephant gift uh, with the radio station, uh, I did. I my white elephant gift was a shower radio for somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know who won it, but I hope they still use it. Uh, what do I want to give Joey McGuire? Uh, I want to give him um, the health of Baron Morton. I know that that seems like uh, low hanging fruit, but I feel like that if you had uh, a healthy Baron Morton kind of moving forward after a season of conditioning and lifting and getting stronger and all those kinds of things, uh, working with his receivers as a QB one. Uh, that's what I'd like to give him as far as, uh, Mark Adams is concerned. Um, I think I'd, I'd like him to have his players get the magic wand waved over them and not be so giving in the new year. So turn off the turnovers. Stop being so giving. Stop being so giving. Mm-hmm. Don't be charitable. Yes. Left and right tackle for Joey McGuire. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he'd take that. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, every coach in the college football, high school football, NFL football, mm-hmm. yeah, all of them would take a left and a right tackle. Uh, for Mark Adams... They're fr- his freshmen to age faster than they can so that they are no longer freshmen earlier in their season this year. The only thing you can't speed up is experience. Mm-hmm. We're going to speed up his experience. Okay. Uh, I am going to go with Joey McGuire with, I would like to give him fourth quarter fans <laughs> I would like Joey McGuire and his football team to have a packed house okay. in the fourth quarter okay, okay? and I'm, I'm gonna tell you the last game of the season against Oklahoma uh, probably our lowest attendance of the year mm-hmm. to start the game mm-hmm. and percentage of guys people that stuck around stuck around uh, I thought they stuck around the best in that last game of the okay. year so I I was I was impressed. I was I was thrilled with all that. And it wasn't the most pleasant, but no, yeah, no. I, would, I, I would thought they you. did it. I thought our fans yeah. did a great job. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, that's what I'm giving Joey McGuire fourth quarter fans. Um, and for Mark Adams, I, I'm just going to say a team that stays together. I just got to believe it's so difficult right now to be a basketball coach that you're having to redo your roster every single year. And I just like to see a team grow together over two or three yeah. seasons, and so 
and I know not everybody's going to stay around. Some guys have expiring eligibility. I get sure. that, but man, to be able to see a freshman grow and to see a team gel together and have a lot of experience together, I just think that would be, I think that would be great for this program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think we, I think we nailed that. I think they would all. I okay. think those would be all. None of those gifts would be returned. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't none think of those so. none of those gifts would be no. would be returned. I mean, with, especially with the tackles. I mean, you can't make those guys leave. They're so big. Right. <laughs> uh, bullfighter. I'd give both coaches big men. Uh, McGuire, both offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Adams gets one consistent three point shooter and another post player. Okay. Uh, new rule, which is an old rule for some, stay till the Matador song. Yeah, I yeah. like it. There's many a pe- many people that do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would give uh, Coach McGuire a top 10 offensive line, and Coach Adams would get veteran leadership to help the freshmen. Um, uh, d- um, you don't think with Davion Warren and... and um, Kevin O'Banner, you don't have veteran leadership with this I, basketball team? No, I, I'm just reading what he said. No, I think I'm you sorry, do. I'm sorry, Davion Harmon. Davion Harmon, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that they are. I mean, I'm not there at practice and inside the locker room, so I don't know, but it, it appears that they are giving that. I think that they are. Harmon looks like a great leader to me. Mm-hmm. O'Banner seems more of a lead-by-example Lead by guy. example, yeah. 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 I think that's probably... that's That's... That seems fair, right? That seems fair. So, somebody says, uh, "What about the jacket?" Chuckles. Well, I mean, you can't can't give him two. Have you purchased the new jacket yet? No, I talked to him about it though. So <laughs> he 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 thinks it's awesome. So he was he was excited about it. <laughs> so, well. Take, I'll take care of you. I need that jacket. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. It looks good. I might give him that one. Here's my business card. You can have that. All right. Thank you. Let me know how I can help. I will. 739 this morning. Ah, I should have done that. That's a great suggestion off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Give Mark Adams a true seven footer. I missed the mark. And as there. I said, that's really just a gift for Chuck. Yeah. 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 But I missed, I missed the mark. That was the low hanging fruit for me. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why, yeah. why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends <laughs> right. save we it for the show we, know. we, say, we do we save it for the show the- tune into the morning drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station Double T 97.3 I always like this song 801 this morning here on the morning drive nice to have you with us with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire I'm Chuck Hines come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double-t-97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is open as well. Uh, hit us up at uh, 806-771-0973. That's 806-771-0973. At uh, 830, 
we will make uh, predictions with uh, upon further review, and then we'll have uh, bold statements of proclamation uh, a little bit later on this morning. Just one game on the air for us tomorrow. Uh, Army Navy uh, will come to us from Philadelphia. We'll have that at one on one hundred point seven. The score. So you'll uh, you'll hear that tomorrow as you're out tooling around, maybe uh, doing a little Christmas shopping or running errands or getting caught up maybe after uh, weeks and weeks and weeks of football and now basketball and you get uh, a little respite over the next couple of weeks as um, no uh, no basketball this weekend in town. They'll be back in action next week. Okay. Army-Navy game is one to me that I really have not a whole lot of interest in watching but I would love to go to. I think it would be really, really cool to mm-hmm. see both sides with their fans, all, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I respect it and all that good stuff. It's just, I don't know, not necessarily an entertaining level of football as far as I'm concerned usually. No, I think... It's kind of pedestrian. It's like watching a uh, groggy Big Ten game. Yeah, I think uh, I think if you're uh, looking at the uh, the pageantry and yeah, I would like to go. I think that would be to, really cool to see. I think to probably to be there mm-hmm. uh, and experience it would be one thing. Um, but as far as appointment television, it's not for me. I, I respect the hell out of those guys from what they're doing, sure. um, and appreciate their service and all those things. Uh, and I th- I think I'm in agreement with you. I think I'd. It's it's a game you probably would it's better attended than just sitting down to watch. So uh, it's it's weird because I told you no no basketball in town this this weekend, and there's no basketball in town next weekend either. A Tuesday and Wednesday game for the yeah. Red Raiders and Lady Raiders. Yeah, and- yeah. So so Tuesday the Red Raiders play Eastern Washington uh, at seven o'clock, and then Saturday they're going to play Jackson State, oh, right. and and that'll be. At Del Mar Fieldhouse in Houston, and then they're back at home on the twenty-first and play on a Wednesday uh, afternoon, and then they play on the twenty-seventh, which is after Christmas. Your next—this is crazy. Your next Saturday Texas Tech men's basketball game is January the seventh mm-hmm. against uh, Oklahoma. So, because the first one they're out of town, yeah, playing yep. at TCU. I like the Saturday basketball games. I do too. I like the Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon basketball games, especially the noon tippers. Those are, I love those games. Yeah. Early the better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know it seems contradictory to what, how I usually feel about football. I hate the 11 a.m. football game, but I love the noon college basketball game. Yeah. So, I, I like them both early. Yeah. I know. Let's do this and then I can be at the house. <laughs> Okay. What if the house doesn't want you? I, I'll go to the basement. Okay, you got, the basement. You got a spot. Yep, you got a spot. Uh, Lady Raiders next action will come up on Wednesday, December the fourteenth, against Oral Roberts. Then they'll play Monday the nineteenth against McNeese State. The twenty second against UC Riverside, and then back in action after Christmas on the twenty seventh against Mississippi Valley State. So their next action on Saturday will be um, on December 31st. That's a a home conference game against Iowa State. Their first home, their next home conference game on a Saturday will be February the 5th, and that's on a Sunday. 
So they're technically their next home Saturday game is February 11th. For the Lady Raiders? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> because because the way it works is you play at home on the 31st, then you're on the road at TCU on the 7th, on the road at K-State the 20 the 14th, on the road the 21st at West Virginia. Um you're not the 20 I'm sorry the 28th you'll play the 28th at home against Baylor. So January the 28th you'll, you go from you know almost a month without a basketball game at home on a Saturday. That's crazy. That yeah, is crazy. Um it's sometimes that's just how the how the old Big 12 uh works. So no hoops in town uh this weekend uh because of finals and no football practice uh this weekend because of finals. Uh, and I guess this is that time of year um where you start to go, okay, when they come back from break, the semester break, I mean, they're already ramping up for baseball. Let's, let's not think about that. But, I mean, you, that's when you really kind of go, okay, the season's almost here, right? When they come back, when the kids come back from mm-hmm. Christmas break, isn't that when you kind of start going, okay, time to, get the, time to get the pins out? Yeah. Right? That's really when yeah. I start focusing on that. Yeah. So, and baseball will start in, in mid-February. Uh, and it'll be here before we before we know it. Can't wait. I know. I'll be giddy. I know. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have I'll, my giddy. I'll save your breath. I'll be excited. For the be start of he season. did a much better job of not asking you that every week for a month. Weeks on end. Yeah. This Weeks. past year, mm-hmm. we should give Chuck some credit for that. Thank he, you. I think it's because you keep making fun of him about it. Well, he was better. <laughs> That's what we should focus on. You're allowed to improve. That's what you tell me all the time. You're allowed mm-hmm. to improve. Uh, I want to get into the Cowboys just a little bit. We'll do that here in just a moment. Cowboys take on the Houston Texans. I mean, clearly it's a game you can't lose. Clearly, right? It's definitely a game you shouldn't lose. And if mm-hmm. you have any hope of winning the division, playing at home in the postseason, yeah, you need to win this one. I think it, Texans are not good. Not good. Um, of course, if the if the playoffs ended, if the season ended today, you know the Cowboys would be um, in the fifth slot. You have Philly, Minnesota, San Francisco, Tampa, Dallas, the Giants, and then Seattle, with the wild card teams being Washington, Detroit, Atlanta, and Green Bay. <clears throat> so you're not going to get a home game to begin things with, but you know you. Would put yourself well you you might you might get a home game yeah i think you would get a home game to begin things with um but it, i think this year it's about at least winning one maybe two if you win if you win a couple you're going to find yourself in a really good spot um uh, but i do think that this team's got to win at least one maybe two to kind of continue with what they're doing you've been listening to the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 for more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.